Okay. Hi there, everyone. It's Jeff Plum from Ping Skills. Welcome to the Ask the Coach Show, episode two. I've got Alois with me as usual. Welcome, Alois. Hi, Jeff. Excellent. So we've got a great show for you today. We've got a number of questions which I think you'll find interesting. So let's just jump right into them. So first of all, from Kustav, we've got a question which is, how do you play deceptive shots? Do you have any tricks? What do you think about that, Alois? Yeah, so Kustav, the, the main thing when you're thinking about playing deceptive shots is to first make sure you've got a really good handle on your basic strokes. So you have to be able to play your basic strokes well because what the deceptive shots is doing is you're just making small variations to your basic stroke to make it more difficult for your opponent to tell what you're doing. So if you're doing some normal forehands um, and then you want to add a bit of deception with the direction, then it's a matter of just changing the angle of your racket slightly to make it go to a different place. But you still need to have that basic stroke correct so that then you can make those subtle changes to make it difficult and add the deception. You can do the same thing with your serve. So again, you have to have a good serve. You have to be able to generate good spin first and be able to control the ball to where you want it to go. And so then you're going to add little changes to the amount of spin or the type of spin that you're putting on the ball by subtle changes with your wrist or your action. And that is what's going to add the deception. So first up, really important to make sure the basics are right so that then you can add some variation, which is the deception with, uh, with your strokes and serves. Okay, there you go, Kustav. Some really good advice for you. So get the basics right, and then you can start to work on subtle deceptions, and hopefully you'll be tricking all your opponents. That's it. Okay, so moving on, Friendy has asked us quite a good question about service. So he's he's found a lot of information about getting spin on his serve, but his spin his serve only has a little bit of spin on it. So he's tried to brush the ball finely, fast, and also making the contact point on the end of the racket, which is the fastest moving part of the bat, and he yep. still can't get any spin. So do you have any tips for Friendy, Alois? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in a lot of cases, this well, there's a couple of things. One is, first, make sure you check your racket. Make sure you check that it's got some good grip on the surface. If it hasn't got good grip on the surface, you're not going to be able to generate any spin. So that's number one. The second thing then is to, you might be feeling like you are getting um, good contacts and, um, and on the right spots. That's okay, that's good, but you just need to keep practicing them so that then you're getting uh, more fluency with your action. The bat will actually start to come through a little bit faster again and then you will start to get more spin. So do this away from the table if you're having problems getting that spin. Go away from the table, um, just get a piece of floor and just get the ball and try and spin it as much as you can on the floor. See what the ball's doing on the floor first. Once you can get it to move around, come back to you, um, turn corners, then it's time to go onto the table and try to uh, generate spin with your serve as well. But first, you really have to get the feel of what it's like to get that spin on the ball. Um, otherwise, if, you, if you're not getting that contact right, then it makes it really difficult. So a really fine contact as you've been trying, a really fast contact as you've been trying, but 
add some fluency, go away from the table, see how that goes. Yeah, really good advice again. I think getting away from the table when you're just learning and trying to get a lot of spin is really important because then you can really swing at the ball quite fast and you're not restricted by the length of the table. What do you think, Alois, about the idea of maybe just a quick video, even from your phone or something, of yourself watching yourself do that serve so you can get some feedback about how you're actually performing the serve? Yeah, that's a really good idea, Jeff. Um, I mean, often, often what... Uh, you feel is happening and the reality can be two completely different things. So if you can get just a video, and it doesn't have to be anything fancy, just if you've got a, a phone, a smartphone that can just take a couple of seconds of uh, a video, just grab your phone, uh, take some video or get someone to take some video of you actually doing the serve and then you can actually see, oh, oh that's what my action looks like, that's what my contact looks like, that's where it is on my racket. So great advice, Jeff. Okay. All right, so now we've got a question about equipment and specifically about tables. Adam, he wants to know, what are the best but well-priced tables? Yeah, so the things that you need to look for um, in a table are the, mainly the thickness of the, uh, the surface. So uh, if you go to a sports store and, you know, the cheaper tables, the actual wood that is that makes up the surface of the table is quite thin. It's probably going to be about 12 millimetres. The better tables have got like 30 millimetre tops. So the thickness of the top is really crucial. Um, you don't need to go for anything with 30 mils because they they get really expensive. But, you know, something around the um, 15 to 20 mil uh, range is usually good. Um, then as far as manufacturers, there's a whole lot of manufacturers that make really good tables and all of them have got a range of tables as well. So usually price determines the quality of the table and the quality of the bounce um, in those tables. So if you look at a manufacturer, um, have a look at their price range of different uh, tables and then decide what, what you are willing to, to spend that's going to be a fairly good guide. The other thing to look for in tables, apart from the thickness of the surface, is some functional uh, qualities, such as um, how easy are they to move? Okay, What's the wheels on it? Um, how easily does it fold up? Um, especially if you have to uh, take the table up and down a lot and put it away, um, that might be a crucial thing for you. The other thing is how... Um, compact they are when they're actually stored. So again, that might be a factor that um, will influence your decision if they if they um, fold up really neat and tidy and can put away or whether they um, have a wide wheelbase um, and takes up a lot of space. So they're, they're the things to really look for um, in a table tennis table. Okay, so there really is a lot to think about when buying a table. So, um, Adam, I guess just decide on a budget, how much you're willing to spend, and then, you know, check out a few tables and try and find the best you can um, with all those features that Alois mentioned. Uh, good luck in your search. Let us know what you end up deciding to buy. Okay, so now we've got a question from Frederick. Now, he's been playing table tennis for about you know, four and a half years, and his coach has suggested he try short pimples on his backhand. 
and he's become much better thanks to using the short pimples, but for some reason he can't block very well with it when doing drills. So do you have any advice for Frederick about blocking with the short pimples, Alice? Yeah, so, so one of the really important parts of uh, playing with the short pimples is that you can't generate as much uh, spin on the ball. So with your blocking, you have to be really accurate because the ball is going very directly onto the table. So it hasn't got much of an arc on it because of the lack of spin. So it's going in a really straight line. So what you need to focus on is making sure that you're getting that ball at the top of the bounce. So at the top of the bounce, the ball is going to have a much better chance of seeing a direct line straight back onto the table. If you wait for the ball to drop down low, then you're going to have to actually lift the ball up and over the net. So taking that ball at the top of the bounce, you can then hit the ball straight down into the table. So that's crucial. Um, Fred, um, Frederick also talked about um, the distance away from the table um, as well. So that will be determined by the type of ball that's coming and where that top of the bounce is, whether you need to move in closer to the table or a little bit further back away from the table to to hit that ball at the top of the bounce. But in general, with the short pimples, you want to be pretty close to the table. Once you get back too far away, the ball is going to be dropping down and it's hard to um, get that ball up and over the net with the short pimples. So in general, stay really close to the table. Okay, excellent. All right, so Frederick, give that a go. Try staying fairly close and try taking the ball at the top of the bounce and keep working on it, keep practicing. As we always say, it's good to, to know this information, but really getting out on the table and practicing is the key to getting better. Okay, so now we have a question from Avanav, and Avanav Alloys, he wants to know how he can play like Timo Boll. He considers him the greatest table tennis player and he wants to be like him and he also wants to play with both hands like Timo Boll. Um, sure. Any tips for Avanav? Uh, yep. Uh, the first thing, <laughs> it, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's fantastic to see these players and to see how good they are. I think the first thing to realise is how many hours those guys have put in on the table tennis table. You know, we talk about the 10,000 hours. Now, Bowl's done 10,000 and probably another 10,000 hours on a, on a table tennis table in his lifetime. So the first thing, and the thing that we always stress at Ping Skills, is you just firstly have to get out on the, out on the table and do some good quality training. Um, now, Bol has some really good, simple things with his game. His, his service is, is simple. He focuses so much on making that first topspin in the rally, uh, using his forehand um, and uh, making sure that his placement's great. You know, his game is very, very simple, but so effective because it's simple and because he does those simple things so very, very well. So... Um, Work on your serves, work on your footwork, work on your basic technique of playing your strokes and the consistency of that technique. Um, and you'll start to improve, you'll start to get better. You know, to get to bold level, wow, that's, that, takes, that takes a lot of hard work. But, you know, we just need to keep, keep working hard and trying to get there. 
So the other the other part of the question was about um, playing with both hands. Now, Bold doesn't go out there and train for um, two hours with his right hand. So he's uh, he goes out and trains and trains and trains. And the brain, actually, I mean, develops understanding, um, and it starts to it starts to be able to do things well with the other side, just because it, it's becoming familiar with technique and and strokes and things. So, um, being able to play with your other hand, you can you can play with it a little bit and practice with it with a little bit, but mainly train with your your proper hand, of course, and uh, that'll start to develop. The connections, and you'll start to be able to do a few things with the other hand as well. Okay, great. So, what are your thoughts, Alice, on watching some of the top players in general, just on YouTube and stuff, and how that is for a beginner or an intermediate player, or even an advanced player? Is that something they should be doing, watching a lot of table tennis? Yeah, definitely. Um, seeing what the best players do and getting those images of of good technique is really important. So that's what we we try to provide at Ping Skills. We try to provide you with um, a good uh, basic vision of what your stroke should look like. Watching the best players in the world helps with that as well because you're then seeing it in a really practical situation, um, in a match situation, and you're seeing the best players doing their techniques correctly and well, and that just puts some really good images in your head. So, um, yeah, watch lots of uh, lots of top table tennis, and it definitely will help you with your game. Excellent. Well, that uh, wraps up another Ask the Coach show. This is episode two. I hope you're liking the new format. Um, if you've got any thoughts, just leave a comment. Um, we'd love to hear from you about the show and how we can make it better. So until next time, enjoy your table tennis. Thanks, Alois. Thanks, Jeff.